Welcome to the Reclaiming You podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Schrader. On this podcast, I'm sharing my experiences of healing childhood trauma and the work that I do with my clients as a somatic trauma coach. We're also talking all about sex, love, relationships, career, and money as it pertains to healing and growth. The views on this podcast are my own, and keep in mind, I'm a cis white woman, so I have my own experiences of privilege. I may not always be able to relate to your journey, but I try my best to understand. If I do any harm, please reach out. I'm always willing to repair it. This podcast is mainly for women and AFAB people, but it's honestly for anybody on a journey of healing and growth. So enjoy. Welcome back to the Reclaiming Me podcast. As always, I'm your host, Valerie Schrader. Today, we're going to dive into all of the ways that we are taught to build businesses, grow businesses, handle careers. And I'm going to give you a very witchy slash embodied analogy for how I do it and how I coach my clients to do it. Because quite frankly, a lot of the methods for building businesses and handling big career changes and moving through your career or whatever are just fucking toxic. They're toxic as hell. And we don't need to be doing that at all. So let's dive in, shall we? To give you a little context why I'm talking about this right now, I personally have been doing a lot of shifting in my own business because sometimes that's what you do. And certain things are just feeling better. I've been in a big creation mode, which is always fun for me because I'm just a naturally creative person. So anytime I get those little sparks of inspo, it's great. But I also have a plethora of clients right now that are in very specific stages of life where what we are focusing on mainly is either building a business, being able to sustain a business, or doing really big career changes. And a big reason they're coming to me, because I know you're probably thinking like, okay, but don't you work mostly with like intergenerational trauma, childhood trauma issues and stuff like that? Yes. And this shit plays into how we do all of these things and handle it. And also the messages that we get from society, which then get passed down, and it's just all a problem. So, well, yes, the big focus for me is helping people work through certain repeating issues and patterns and stuff. There's also that practical aspect of like, okay, let's create solutions. Let's take actions, right? And I have built three businesses. I've built three very successful businesses but not in a traditional way or quote unquote, the broad out hustle culture way, because fuck that shit, we're not doing it. I've done it very differently. I've done it in ways that have aligned with me and especially my coaching business, that has been a major shift in how I've done things. But my other businesses as well. So I'm also really great at creating structure, just maybe not traditional structure, unless it works for you whatever. And I'm, I'm saying traditional, I'm going off of the very Western capitalistic um, method or like Western, you know, culture version of that. So here's an analogy for you, because I've been giving this to my clients constantly um, as of recent. 
Because again, they're all in these stages, whether it be changing careers, doing um, some growth with their business or trying to do some growth with their business or trying to build out a business. And inevitably, all of them are having these little moments of where they're getting into that really urgent, frantic energy of like, I got it. I got to do things. I got to make stuff happening. It's not happening. Right. So like, I've got a couple clients that in between sessions were like, what I would consider like going on these like (laughs) job application benders where they're like spending hours a day scouring for jobs, applying to shit, even if it's not necessarily feeling good to them or in alignment with them. And then going into complete shutdown after that because, duh, you literally just shoved all of your energy at this from this very frantic place. Your cortisol levels are probably through the roof, right? Your stress levels through the roof because you're trying to make the thing happen. And the same shit is happening with my clients that either are building and or growing a business, right? They're trying to do, 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 and freaking out because they're like there's so much to get done and I have to get it all done right now because if I don't get it all done right now like I'm not going to build the thing and it's not going to happen or my whole business is going to fall apart everything's going to crumble and whatever and let me tell you something (laughs) that is not fucking sustainable and that is the fastest way to hate what you're doing And end up in a situation that really doesn't feel good. It doesn't. I I did one of my big training programs on sex, love, and relationship stuff um, like four years ago. And in that time, I watched all of these other people come out of it. Like, and I mean, there were like over 600 of us in this program. It was massive. I've watched so many of them start off, go hard and go strong because they got to build out the thing and they're so excited about it and it's got to happen. It's got to happen. And oh my God, this just feels so great. And it's amazing. And I'm going to explain why, why that's not the good energy there, um, in a minute. And then all of a sudden they're all burnt out, closing their businesses, going back to, um, working for somebody else. And I'm not saying that's, um, a problem is if that's what you really want. But I'm looking at this and I'm like, yeah, this is predictable. This is completely predictable. Because you tried to do this so hard, so fast that you didn't check in with yourself to see like, one, do you really want this business? Two, do you want to do it in this way? And three, is there a different way for you to grow this that is going to feel good to you? Because this doesn't feel good to try to rush it. I When I built out my aerial studios, both when I managed one and then built my own out, when I built out my um, performance troupe, all of that stuff, I did it slow. Like people have asked me many times, how much did it cost for you to open up a pole and aerial studio? I was like, you really want to know how much I spent doing it? Because how much I spent doing it was minimal. I actually spent only for when I built my first studio out for only $700, um, which was the cost of rent. I built a free website. I listed things on free groups, um, went out and did a lot of time. Like I put a lot of time and energy in 
because I wasn't actually doing um, paid marketing, which is everybody pushes for that, like especially in the business world. And I hate that shit because you know what? That just makes you broke. And there are other ways to do it. And yes, that means using some time, but we're not doing that. We're not, we're not going broke trying to build something because it's going to stress you out more because then you're getting into scarcity mindset. Um, and you're freaking out because you're like, I can't pay my bills and I have all of these debts from it. Like, real talk, the amount of fucking business coaches I have seen promote to their clients or promote to people online, like, if it feels aligned with you because you want to grow and you want to do the thing, take out a loan to buy this coaching program. Are you fucking serious? Are you fucking serious? No, nobody needs to be doing that because you know what? It's not going to be useful. One, you're playing into somebody's trauma response and it's gross. And if you've ever had that happen to you, I'm so sorry. I have been through that as well and it sucks. But two, because it's playing into a trauma response and this scarcity mindset and this like only I have the answers for you thing, um, what you're doing is teaching somebody to go against their own instincts and basic needs, which is like to be able to pay your bills, right? To, to feed your family or whatever. I've built all of my businesses as a single mother. We are not spending lots of money to do that because we can't, right? It's not even about a want, it's a can't. So we don't do that. Um, and then later on, of course, like I, I got myself into situations where I did pay for things that I really didn't have the money to because I was desperate for help. And it wasn't till I quit doing all that shit and just started looking at like, how do I need to do this in a sustainable way so that it feels good that everything shifted and it's a people, people pleasing tactic. But going back to everything, like when you are trying to take actions on whether that be applying for jobs, going to networking stuff, or building out the business, or doing specific activities to grow it, like hiring people, signing up for different automations, whatever it is, um, hire, like contracting out, whatever. I, I don't care what stage it is, and I don't care whether it is a product-based business or service-based, whether it is brick and mortar, online, whatever. When you are in that frantic energy of this has to happen right now, and that frantic energy sometimes comes across as, oh my God, I'm so excited about this thing. I need to get it out there. It just, it's so good. Everybody has to have it right now. This is amazing. Like, this is such a great idea. That is also a trauma response. And that is the trauma response that a lot of people don't recognize until the point that they shut down. Because you get super fucking excited about what you're doing and it feels like excitement. And it doesn't mean that you're not excited. What it does mean though, is that you're also like coming at it from this very, very urgent place. And it's so hyper-focused on, oh my God, people are going to love this. People are going to love this. What's underneath it oftentimes, because I've been through this, I've done it and I watch my clients do it. I watch friends do it. And, I, and I'm, I'm the friend that they usually come to, to be like, this doesn't feel good. Can you, can you, uh, give me some little insight here? And I'm like, 
babe, this is what you're doing right now. I see you doing this. I love you. Stop fucking doing it. And they're like, yeah, you're right. When you are in that place, all you are doing is thinking about trying to please other people. And I know you're probably thinking, but Valerie, the point of building a business is to create something that supports people in some way, even if it's just entertainment's sake, right? Yes, you're right. But you cannot do that from a people-pleasing place. You cannot do that from that anxious energy because if you fucking do, all that's going to happen is you're going to start to burn out and get resentful of them because you're going to try to keep sustaining a very unsustainable energy. Like, I want you to think about when you have been stressed out for a period of time and then one more thing happens. You might be there right now. If you are, (laughs) take a deep breath for me, please. Take a deep breath. Shake your body out. Have a good cry. Whatever you need to do. But think about when you've been stressed out for a while and then one more thing gets added on top of it or you try to keep pushing forward, right? There is a point where your whole body shuts the fuck down. Same thing happens when you try to stay in that like overly excited, like like trying to keep the energy up place for a long period of time. It doesn't work. At some point, the body shuts down because it's like, whoa, we have built up too much cortisol. We are too heightened. And now we are going to hit that freeze response. (laughs) We are shutting down. We are going numb. We ain't doing shit. And then you spend like a couple days, couple weeks, couple months, maybe longer just not doing anything. You distract yourself. You're like, I'm so burnt out. I can't handle anything here. I'm going to binge watch Netflix for six hours. Um, real talk. <laughs> there was one time that I, I put myself through this and it was actually like when I was trying to do a bunch of building of my coaching business while having my studio and all of that. And I was getting so frantic that I spent a week watching or rewatching True Blood. And I watched all seven seasons in less than a week. I was spending that much time watching it. Now, I love True Blood, okay? It's a great fucking show. However, watching hour long episodes, like seven seasons worth, Tell me I wasn't shut down, (laughs) right? Tell me I wasn't shut down. I was shut down. Like sitting there like, why can't I get myself to do anything other than just lay on my fucking couch and watch this all day and barely like do the bare minimum of anything because I was trying to do it all too fast. Or like if I think about whether it was offering a new class, trying to book this big event for my studio or like promoting some type of program for my business, right? I get all excited about it. This This is the process that I would do for years until I recognized, oh shit, my, my same trauma responses for romantic relationships and friendships 
are happening over here because it's the same thing. <laughs> I would go through this process, get really excited, be like, oh my God, this is a fabulous idea. I'm going to do this without checking in on myself. I'm like, am I amping it up so much because I'm in this like people pleasing mind frame? And also like listening to everybody else tell me like it all has to be done now. It has to be done now. Um, If it's not now, everything's going to fall apart, right? Because you hear all those people like when you get the inspiration, you've got to take it right now. What they're not telling you is, yeah, take the inspiration. But maybe the inspiration is you, you one week you spend some time like just jotting down ideas. Maybe that happens for a few weeks. And then the next week you start doing a little bit of research or, you know, look at your resume or, um, you know, look into programs or whatever the fuck it is, right? Whatever the fuck needs to happen to make the business slash career thing happen. As long as there is connection to it, as long as there is consistent work, you get to do things at the pace that works for you. Trying to rush into it doesn't work because every time I did that and I would then be all excited, like this is a thing. And what I wasn't recognizing is that push too was also coming from the scarcity place of like, I need to make money. I need to make money. I need to make money. But also I need to make people happy (laughs) so they'll like me. So I can be happy and not like, well, how can I make myself happy right now? And also do things to make sure my bills are paid, but without, you know, all of this anxiety, um, because money anxiety is, it's not fun to sit with and like, you know, we're all living in a world where inflation is high. All of the things cost a lot of money. So you really think you're going to be making the best decisions when you're stressed about that. You're not. Because what I would end up doing is getting to the point of shutdown and either things would flop or they would barely work out. Or if they worked out, it ended up being horrible, right? Either the people I was working with or the situation, something about it ended up being horrible because what I wasn't doing is taking the time to go at a pace that felt good so that I could sustain it and then check in with myself and see, hey, does this situation sound good? Does this person seem like the right person to hire? Does this person seem like the right person to get involved with business-wise? Whatever it would be. Does this seem like the right product? Like, if I look at my studio, I can tell you how much money I wasted because I took the advice of other people and rushed into shit because, again, I was trying to do it all too fast. And I wasted money on automations and things like that that I didn't fucking need to have that cost way too much money. Or if I would have taken a step back and slowed down and just been okay with what I had until I found what I wanted, (laughs) I would have waited and found something super cheap. Like with my studio, my scheduling system that I had, one point I was paying almost $500 a month to have it. And then when I actually slowed down and found something that like was sustainable, I found something that was $100 a month to do everything that that system was doing. Like my booking, my accounting, we had an app with like all this automation with it. It was great. 
but I had rushed into something else because I was frantic. Those $400 a month. And for some people, they'd be like, well, $400 is a lot, but that's not life changing. We're like, add that up over a year plus all of the other expenses. Because how much shit do you think I also spent money on that was overkill? Or like just more than I needed to be spending because I wasn't making good decisions, because I wasn't doing things at a pace that was steady and slow so that I could check in with myself and see why I was choosing that, if it actually was going to be good for me. I've hired people from that place, and let me tell you, every time, shit did not go well. It really didn't, versus when I hired people when I was like, could take a step back, great people had great relationships with them and I've I've literally watched some clients doing this right now where they're like that they have businesses they're like having that moment of realization of fuck this person I hired because I was stressed out and I needed help and I was just pushing and pushing and pushing because I thought if I didn't have it right now the whole business was going to crumble And I wasn't going to be able to sustain it. So I just hurried up and hired somebody. And then recognizing like, wait, there are certain questions I didn't ask them. And now this is not a person that actually works for my business. Um, Like for whatever, you know, and it may not be like a horrible situation, but it's like they literally just can't do what what they were hired to do, what they said they could do. That's, that's how we make those decisions or like clients that have applied for jobs from this very frantic energy of like, I got to get the job, I got to get the job. And then you go on this binging and then you take whatever interview is there. And sometimes like, you know, you got to practice, right? If you're out of practice taking interviews, sometimes you have to just take an interview knowing like, hey, this is just to get me back in the game. I'm not super excited about this. Fine. But when you're doing it from that energy, like watch clients like start to take job offers. And luckily, because, you know, we're working on it, we're catching it before they do. But they're recognizing like, shit, I almost did the thing that I did with the job I'm in now where I fucking hate it because I didn't check in with myself to see like, wait, does this feel really good? So I just hurried up, rushed it, did all of this work to to get the resume together, get the CV ready, do the thing, apply for all the places, communicate, do the interviews. I rushed it because I needed to get something and I get that, but there's like, okay, are there alternatives that you can do in the in-between that will allow you to take a little bit more time to have a better job offer (laughs) or like get a job that you actually want versus something you're just settling for? That's not the energy. So here's your analogy with all this. I want you to think about growing and creating a business or making a big career change the same way you would a garden. I'm a witchy business owner, okay? I've practiced since I was 16. Earth magic practices, like I am very much connected to land, elements, all that good stuff you follow me on social media, you've probably seen videos like that. If you are subscribed to my newsletter, you've gotten little tips on things like herbal recipes and stuff. I love it. 
When you build out a garden, whether it is a brand fucking new garden that you are creating from scratch or you're making big changes to it, you do not do it all at once, especially if it is by yourself and you don't have the ability to hire somebody to come in and maintain it. Why? Because trying to make all of those big changes all at once is completely unsustainable. Here's what happens. You either build out a garden or you completely change it all at once, right? You go through this big overhaul. got to do it all now. And then as things go, right, like any garden, you have to water it. You have to fertilize. You have to weed. You have to take care of maintenance, right? Pruning, clipping, all of those things, um, harvesting, all of that stuff takes time. And when it's done a sustainable way, it feels really good. It's enjoyable. Like that for me is one of my favorite somatic practices. Getting out in my garden because again, it also taps into my practice of being connected to nature, working with plants, working with herbs, all of those things. But again, it's also a way for me to just breathe and slow down and enjoy. Like I, as I'm recording this, I'm looking out at my windows right now, looking at my garden. I know what my plans are for today with it, and I'm all excited to get out there, right? It feels so good to me. But if I would try to do all of this at once, it wouldn't feel good. Further example with this. So over the past, like, five years or so, um, I have been trying to create more biodiversity in my yard because a lot of the soil just due to building around my home and now all of that there was a lot of clay deposits in it and there's a lot of clay in my soil anyway which some plants are do really well with but it was like an overabundance because it was added so the soil wasn't able to you know to grow anything so over the past couple of years, right, there's been this process of mulching, of adding nutrients back into the soil to heal it, to grow it. And then as I've been doing that, I've been laying out sections of my yard to add certain things in. So like I have a small vegetable patch and next year that will increase, right? I built that vegetable patch out several years ago. And I've been able to maintain that so I can manage it. And I added on just little bits for like two years. So it started with one small bed and then grew to the length of one fence. That felt good to me. This past year, what I've been focused on is carving out an entire section of my garden for a um, pollinator garden slash witch's garden where planting all of my herbs that are perennial herbs and pollinator flowers. And what I've been doing is all summer, all spring, right? Carving out little bits of this section, weeding it, prepping the soil, doing all that work, mulching it down, getting the seeds started so that By next year, they'll be rooted, they'll come up, and then it's great and sustainable. That is not all being done while overhauling the entire section of the yard. Like, there are other sections that I have plans for in the coming years, 
like I said, I'm going to be adding on to the vegetable patch too next year since the this year the pollinator section will be done. All of this stuff has been done over time. Why? Because I know that when I add a section, that also means adding to the tasks that happen on a regular basis of maintaining it, weeding it, trimming, you know, all of that stuff, watering, fertilizing, all of the things that have to happen to maintain it so it doesn't just grow out of control or completely die off because it wasn't cared for. Because I know that the, that vegetable bed section, right, that I added on to, that has to be maintained with this. So when you're building something and creating something, or again, applying for things, you have to do that at a pace that feels good to you and not just that quick burst of energy. It has to be sustainable. So like breaking it down into small steps and seeing like, okay, if I add this one step on to the, the steps that I'm already doing, is this sustainable, right? And I know this gets tricky, especially when we are in that place of like, okay, but I really need to be making more money right now. I need to do this thing. I get that. And that's why I also advocate for do what you got to do on the side, right? Whether that is maintaining the job you already have and then doing little bits in between to apply for another job or you know, doing some side things, right? There's no shame. Like when I was building out my businesses, I took all kind of like side jobs of doing clerical work. I have done things like helping people build out their websites, like, you know, buy tasks, build out their systems. I, at one point, like I've done stuff like delivering phone books when that was a thing. Um, doing focus groups, doing surveys, doing other little side projects, side jobs, just to make sure that there was money coming in to do that. I've got clients that like, they will do DoorDash, Uber Eats, um, Instacart, all that stuff just on the side or like types of work that they do, they do as little side projects while they're building out a business, while they're applying for other jobs. Well, with a growing business, right, they will see like, okay, what what can I actually handle right now? Because that's another thing. Like when you're trying to grow something and you try to grow too fast and you can't handle it, it'll blow up. Like in the realm of Polinarial Studios, there, there was a studio that I, was in town and like during the pandemic they added a second location on and I'm like that's not gonna work out because like you have to be restricted and you're gonna spend months having two locations for a fucking business where you can only have the certain level of people plus you have no fucking idea if and when there's going to be a shutdown again because uh, all of the gyms and businesses got affected with it. And sure enough, they ended up getting rid of one location and then they sold the business off. Not a diss, but I've seen other people do stuff like that where like you try to offer too many products, too many services all at once and it's just not sustainable. 
Because even if you already have the business established, what you have to think about is, okay, you can't just add this new thing onto it. You can't just grow. You can't just take on all of these extra clients or whatever. And I know like there's that worry of like, but if I don't do it, then then I'm going to get left in the dust, right? But what will happen when you try to handle it all and you don't have the ability to do it? You're really going to make some bad decisions then and things will blow up even more than if a few people go look for somebody else that offers your same service or product or whatever. You have to do things in the way that feels good for you. And this is, again... A lot of the reasons that we do this come from like this very people-pleasing energy, which is shit we learn as kids, and from really bad information out there. Everything has to be for you. And I know I'm saying that over and over and over again, but I'm trying to drill it into your head because I have done this and I have made so many fucking mistakes doing things in a way that felt so goddamn bad that... I, I, I destroyed more than I actually grew or I, I just made things feel worse than they needed to feel. Um, like if I, if I look at some of the things that I created and then rushed out there without really checking in and be like, wait, am I ready to take that on right now? Or is it enough for me just to keep like putting the ideas down, doing the background steps, like the behind the scenes shit to do this. There were things that I loved that programs, classes, workshops, whatever, that I loved, but I I immediately like just scrapped them because it got to the point that I was trying to push it out there too fast and I wasn't ready for it. I I couldn't handle it on top of what I was already doing. So... Moral of this story is, moral of this TED Talk is, slow down. Check in with yourself. Do what you can from a regulated place and figure out what are the in-between things that you need to do to make sure you're good, to make sure you're supported. This is a big struggle for a lot of people, and I get it because I've been there and again, when you are in that place of like, okay, but I need, I need to be able to make money. I need to be able to support myself. Yeah, I, I get that. What can you do in between? Is what, what other options can you find? Even if it's not something that like you want to do long term, like can you, can you be okay with it enough to do something else? And then when you are building things, when you are creating, when you are growing, How can you just do small steps at a time that you can maintain while doing other things that are necessary? You do things from that perspective and whether it takes six months, a year, two years, five years to create and build a business, it won't feel like that much time yeah there's going to be little stresses here and there with it of course there are um I'd be like if I said owning a business was not stressful or like if you are making big career changes right of course there's going to be moments of difficulty when you're in it right because you're doing something different 
you're getting to know a new company, you're getting to know a new role. It's all change. So of course, there's going to be some discomfort there. But you want it to be discomfort that you can handle. So what you do is continue to focus on finding the joy and feeling the joy, that sustainable joy for this thing that you're creating. I hope that that helps. If you have any thoughts, feelings, your own stories on this, please share them with me. I would love to hear them. You can leave me a comment, find me on social media, share this with somebody that you think needs to hear this. Um, Reach out, of course, sign up for my mailing list if you're like, I might need some help on that. Um, I've got lots of lots of options for that coming up. Um, so definitely check that out. And leave me a review. Make sure you're subscribed. I want to hear from you. But again, if you take anything away from this, remember, it's like building a garden. Take it one small step at a time so you can maintain it. And if you're able to do that, Before you know it, you're going to see a beautiful garden thriving and it's going to feel amazing because doing it was done at a pace that you could handle.